Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. I know it's been too long. We shouldn't have left you without some dope press conferences to step to, but in a situation like this, when the Carolina Panthers hire a brand new GM heading into the 2021 offseason, really wanted you guys to uh, have the opportunity to walk around at your leisure and be able to hear the new GM, Scott Fitterer, owner David Tepper, and head coach Matt Rule talking about um, what their vision is for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. Obviously, you won't hear them talk about Deshaun Watson or Teddy Bridgewater or anybody like that, but you will get an insight into where this team is going, and that's something that we wanted to definitely provide for you. So uh, I hope that you enjoy it. Maybe a little bit sparse in terms of it is what it is content over the course of the offseason, maybe even into next season, but uh, wanted to get this January finished off with a bang. Here is Scott Fitterer and David Tepper, and then you'll hear from head coach Matt Rule on it is what it is. Leave us five stars. All right, now that all of that's out of the way, it is time to get started. And for that, I will pass it over to Panthers owner, David Tepper. Hey, guys, how you doing? Um, so I uh, just want to introduce Scott, but just before I do that, I'll just talk a little bit about the process we went through. And, um, you know, we, uh, in, we basically talked to 13 uh, outside people and two inside people. Uh, pretty uh, exhaustive search. Um, when we settled on Scott, it was, you know, there's a few different reasons why one was just a breadth of experience and how he matched up. Um, you know, he had, uh, basically was in the draft room with Schneider and Carroll had, uh, you know, exposure to agents, uh, very, uh, knowledgeable about the salary cap, uh, involved with analytics. Um, and just generally speaking, uh, working for a college coach and some of the things that that brings with you, uh, the development that Carroll's had with some of his players, you know, having to, uh, you know, you know, deal with a later round, uh, you know, late, later picks. Um, also, just the way the structure there in Seattle was sort of a flat structure, something we're trying to do in, in uh, Carolina, a little bit more open um, information running between the departments on all sides, you know, inside the building. So where he came from and what he's done there was just such a great uh, match and idea for us. Um, and um, just the personality of the individual also, um, really well regarded as an evaluator out there. Um, inside the building in uh, Seattle, sort of the person that was, uh, was described as a calming force between uh, Schneider and um, and Carol, who could get emotional sometimes, and the guy that you know calmed them, calmed down the room, so to speak. But um, as I said, more than that, um, just coming from where he came from and dealing with the uh, Carol and the and the coach out there and the type of structure that we you know want to improve on, that was probably the main reasons for the choice. Um, with that, I don't know if Scott's on. If Scott's on the phone here. Uh, if he wants to say hello and introduce himself. 
All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for being here, even though it's virtually. I look forward to meeting you, all of you in person once we get the opportunity. I can't uh, tell you how excited I am to be here and to be named general manager of the Carolina Panthers. What a great opportunity. I look forward to working with all of you. First off, I want to thank Dave and Nicole Tepper for this amazing opportunity. Mr. Tepper, from the moment we first spoke on the phone to meeting in person, I felt your energy, your commitment, your passion to creating a championship caliber organization. And I wanted to be a part of that. I thank you for allowing me to be a part of this process to work in collaboration with Coach Rule. Uh, I also want to thank Coach Rule, just getting to know him over the past uh, two weeks on the phone, talking every day, getting to know him. It's been an unbelievable experience. I really look forward to working with him. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity. And then to uh, Stephen Drummond uh, for all of his sage advice and his smooth uh, style about him. I want to thank him. Really helped during the interview process. Uh, and to the entire Panthers organization, to the uh, personnel department, to the coaches, to the football ops, all the way to the business side. I look forward to working side by side with all of you. This is an exciting time. Uh, it's gonna take all of us to come together, work together to build a championship caliber organization that we can win with over a sustained period of time. Um, I wanna thank this, uh, the entire Seahawks organization. I spent 20 years there, just 20 amazing years with great people. Uh, just great experience, learned a lot. First class organization, top to bottom, tons of leadership. I can't say enough about them and thank you. I specifically want to thank uh, John Schneider, who's been a great friend, a great mentor, a great boss, someone that I've laughed with daily. I really enjoyed his experience and I wouldn't be here without you. I also want to thank uh, uh, Coach Carroll, Chuck Arnold, uh, Peter McLaughlin and uh, the entire Allen family for the opportunity I had in Seattle. I also want to thank just a few people in that organization. Uh, Trent Kirshner, who should be uh, a general manager right now. Uh, Nolan Teasley, Matt Berry, Matt Thomas, uh, Willie Schneider, and Sarah, thank you. I also want to thank my guy, Kirk Parrish. He was, he's been there with me the entire time. Thank you. And then uh, I want to go to my parents. I want to thank them. Uh, they've been just a, such a great influence in my life. They've done everything for me. They've supported me, driven me everywhere. They've always been there. I can't say enough to them. I love you. Thank you. To my sisters, uh, my two older sisters who put up with me in all the sports, uh, thank you. And to my uh, sister Lisa, when I was, I don't know, six, seven years old, I'd sit in front of the TV and she would say, or she would complain to my mom, hey, what's Scott going to do? He sits in front of the TV and watches football all day. How's he ever going to make a life for himself? Well, Lisa, here we are. So it's been good. I also want to thank, uh, most importantly, my wife and my kids. Uh, Cherish, you've been the rock. You've done so much for us. You're selfless. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, to Ella and Cole, you know, uh, you guys, you guys are uh, a real blessing to me. I thank you. I love you. I can't wait for you guys to get down here and be a part of the Charlotte community. I also just want to thank a few mentors that I've had in my life. Um, Jerry Shea, Mark Sunderland, Scott, and Ted. Uh, appreciate all you guys have done for me. You know, this past week and a half has been a real whirlwind. Um, I got a call from Mr. Tepper last Sunday 
And we had a, a brief conversation on the phone. And like I said, you could feel the energy and the commitment right away. And I knew there was something special. We had a Zoom interview on Monday morning. And it, it was intense. It was not a lot of football at that point. It was more about the cap, analytics. And he really pushed me to my limits to figure out what I knew, what I knew and what I didn't know. And it was a really intense conversation. Uh, really thought-provoking, a lot of probing questions. And I really enjoyed it. And then uh, I hung up, and I wasn't sure how it went. As you know, you sit back and you think, "What happened there?" And I had a uh, had a phone call, plane ticket. About a few hours later, I was on a flight the next morning. I uh, got to Charlotte, met with Coach Rule, met with uh, David Tepper and Stephen. I tell you what, once I met with them in person, it it just took off. The information flow, the philosophies, the change of ideas. Uh, where we wanted to go, the growth that want, we wanted to take place, yet combined old school football with that really resonated with me. And a three-hour conversation seemed like it was 15 minutes. And it just took off from there, and I, I was so excited when I left there. Um, so Mr. Tepper called Thursday, uh, took the job, and uh, here we are. So really excited about that. Uh, look forward to building a great organization here with, uh, in collaboration with Coach Rule. Uh, really exciting time. We're going to take use of or make use of a lot of different technology to make smarter, more efficient decisions in the football process without losing our way uh, in terms of football. So uh, in, the, in conclusion, I just want to say, hey, listen, uh, we're going to look for every competitive advantage we can find. You know, whatever it is, we're going to take the information and make the most informed decision that's best for the Carolina Panthers organization. So uh, I can't wait to get started. Um, you know, I, I want to get with Coach Rule. I want to get with the uh, coaching staff down here in Mobile next week and really get to learn them, to know them, their, uh, what they're looking for in football players, and get with our personnel staff. Uh, we're going to meet down in Mobile. They're going to come up here in February, and then we're going to get started on the process of uh, uh, keep building on the uh, foundation that Coach Rule started last season. So I just want to say in conclusion, thank you uh, all for being here. I respectfully uh, request that, uh, um, you know, we, we don't get into specifics of players today, but I will uh, speak in general terms about the organization, my relationship with Coach Rule, and what we're going to do going forward. So thank you to everyone for being here. So Scott and Dave will take questions now. As a reminder, please use that raise hand function and turn your video on. We're going to begin with Phil Orban of WSOC. Hey, Scott, Phil Orban from the, from the ABC affiliate here. Um, you mentioned that whirlwind interview process, um, and you said you didn't know how that first virtual interview went. I'm curious when you realized that it was going to be a good fit and, and everybody was kind of on the same page. Well, I, you know, it, immediately on the phone call on Sunday night, I thought it would be a good fit. Um, the interview on Monday, the virtual interview, it's hard to get a feel for people over Zoom. You know, it's uh, just that dynamic is missing with the interaction of people. And there are a lot of tough questions. And like I said, it wasn't a whole lot of football. It's more about analytics and, and salary cap and different things that, uh, you know, are a little bit different to me. Um, there's things that I know, but there are also things that would challenge me. And they came right after me. Like I said, I hung up. But once I get, met them in person on Wednesday, from almost like the first few minutes of meeting them, it just took off and it just felt right. And uh, it, was, it was a great conversation. 
Next, let's go to Darren Gant, Panthers.com. Uh, and this is for Dave and Scott. Could you talk about the organizational structure and I guess the decision-making, how that's going to be divided up between Scott and Matt? Dave, I think you're on mute. I, I was going to say this, this is, I think we're going to, you know, as we had before, actually, you know, pretty collaborative sort of effort between uh, Scott and Matt. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, they will, you know, be involved um, on, um, you know, on all these different football decisions together. They're the primary ones making these decisions. Um, you know, there's some practicality of certain things that uh, just the way it is to make things run smoother. You know, you know, sort of the game day roster makes a little bit more sense for the coach to have a little bit more input, and the uh, the overall roster makes a little bit more sense for the GM to really have input into. Just because the coach, frankly, doesn't have time for that as, as when the when this when you're in season. But I think there, you know, the way we hope it is is just a lot of collaboration and really, uh, you know, just you know, just run like that. And as I said, I think uh, you should think about. Uh, you know, sort of uh, that that's it wasn't that much different here to begin with. Um, and I think that you should look at, you know, a little bit of what was here, a little bit of what was there and a little bit of what will be better for both places in the future. I don't know, Scott, if you want to add anything. No, I, I look forward to working with uh, Coach Rule in collaboration. I, I've never been in a draft room where anyone's ever said, hey, I have the 53, he has the 53. This is something we're going to do together, and we're going to make the best decision for the Carolina Panthers. We're going to work through this. We're going to challenge each other. We're going to study. And in the end, we're going to be combined in our decisions, and we're going to do what's best for the team. We'll go to Elena Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer for the next question. You're mute. Then. <laughs> we'll come back to Elena. Let's go to Joe Person, and we'll come back. Hey, uh, I have one for each of uh, each of these guys. Dave, uh, starting with you, if I could. Uh, there were reports that you and Matt at various times during the process, uh, maybe you were kind of coming at it from uh, an analytical, looking for an analytical uh, candidate more so maybe than Matt, looking for a traditional guy with a scouting background. Was that the case? And then how did you arrive at Scott? Um, that was not the case. I think we were looking, I think we were looking for a person that had, you know, all the different skills. If we were looking for one person, um, Scott is known as a really good evaluator out there. But what we were looking for together, and I don't think there was me looking for one thing or Matt, I think we're really joint in this. We're looking for things to make us a stronger organization in total. So, you know, whatever Matt, um, and Matt's a really smart guy, I hate to say that, but he's a really smart guy. I mean, he is on some personal level, I'm just making a joke. But, um, you know, um, I think that, uh, you know, there's some things that he hadn't had experience when he was, you know, in college, like the salary cap. Um, and, you know, you know, I think, you know, the exposure to more sort of uh, scouting analytics, if you would say that here, 
uh, you know, sort of a checks and balances, if you want to say that, would probably be a good thing. That's something that I think me and Matt together were uh, looking forward to somebody who, you know, wanted to embrace that. Um, you know, somebody doesn't have to be an expert, they just have to embrace it and understand it. Um, so I think that from that perspective, I don't think there was any, there was any space between me and Matt and looking for this sort of person. So it was just getting the person to make the organization as strong as possible. Um, and that's what we think. And, and, and we had the actual advantage with Scott is that he just came from a very similar organization to what we'll probably be having in somewhere where the coach was a developer of talent, you know, from the college ranks. So that was also an advantage in how he looked at people, looked for people and sort of things like that. Um, I can't remember your second question if it was. No, I appreciate it. I was going to direct one towards Scott then. Just uh, Scott, I think I read yesterday with your interview with the team website that you didn't really know Matt before a week or two ago. Uh, I think you all share an agent. Uh, wondered kind of what, how Trace may or may not have played a role and just kind of any connections you had to Matt or anyone on his staff. Yeah, I really didn't know him personally, uh, but I knew him professionally. We have a lot of uh, people in common. I got a lot of good feedback across the NFL on how much people love him, how, how forward thinking he is, how positive he is, what a developer of talent he is. So I was intrigued by that. Yes, we do share an agent, um, but that, that wasn't really a factor in that. Um, really when it comes down to it, uh, it was just the person, like once we talked, once we hit it off, we had a lot of the same philosophies and we're, uh, we're developmental based. I believe in that. And uh, I, I really look forward to working with him. I have no, uh, no qualms. All right, let's try going back to Elena Getzenberg. We, we can't hear you okay. unless you know something, Elena, we're done. Still having those same issues. We'll go on to David Newton of ESPN.com for right now. Yeah, Scott, welcome to uh, Charlotte. Good to talk to you. Um, and talking to folks back in Seattle or, or connected with theirs, they all said that your, your mantra in Seattle was to be involved in, in every deal out there. And without mentioning a certain player's name, um, if you felt there was a, a quarterback in Houston that was on the trade blocks, would you be interested? Well, I'm not going to get, get into uh, hypotheticals. What I will tell you is we will be on, in on every deal. We're going to find out where things are going, what the landscape is in the NFL. But before we do anything uh, outside, I need to figure out who's here. I need to figure out this roster. I need to figure out who's on our offensive line, who's on our defensive line. I know them from a 30,000-foot view, but I need to know them from a coach's standpoint. I need to know them from a personnel standpoint and meet these guys and see what they're made up of. So there's a lot of things we're going to be involved with going forward. We're going to be very aggressive in our acquisition process, but it starts with getting to know our team and just being here for just a few days. I'm just starting that process. Next, we'll go to Steve Reed of the Associated Press. Hey, Scott. Uh, welcome to Charlotte. Um, I, I did want to ask you, there's a lot of interest, of course, uh, from fans about particularly the quarterback situation. And if you don't want to address uh, particular names, that's fine. But I would just wonder if you could just discuss what you feel like you have right now with the quarterback situation and, and what your future there might be. Again, I'm just st starting to learn the, uh, the players on this team. Uh, I do believe in competition, competition at all positions, and we're going to look to raise the level at all positions. We're never satisfied with our roster. Uh, so we're going to always look, you know, and I know you're talking about quarterback position. 
that's something I believe in drafting every year or acquiring at some point, just philosophically. And so uh, overall, I mean, I'm really just need to get here first, figure out our players on our roster, and that's how we're going to go about it. Go to Scott Fowler from, uh, from the Charlotte Observer. Uh, yes, thank you, Scott. Uh, can you all hear me, by the way? It's not a Charlotte Observer jinx, is it? No. no. Okay, good. Uh, Scott, I was another seven-year-old who was watching TV and trying to figure out what to do uh, watching NFL games back then. But my question's actually for Dave. Uh, Dave, you've now got, uh, I guess you would say, your guys in the building uh, in, in terms at the very highest levels. And I wonder how significant that is to you and how you know vested you are at this point with you know some this some really high level decision making. Um, I think listen, it's really important to me. I think that um, you know I think uh, you know coming in here and I said this before to you guys. I mean, I was some people criticized me for not making changes initially. Some people criticized me when I thought I got rid of Rivera too early or moved on from Rivera too early. I mean, really wanted to figure out what was the best thing to do because I was um, not, although I was around the Steelers for a lot of years, I wasn't as knowledgeable as I could be. So at this point, I really do think that while people always hold me responsible before and I never, you know, head from that, I think there's just a higher level of, uh, you know, these are the guys that I chose now. So there's no place to hide. I never hide anyways, but for sure there's no place now. Um, so I'm, you know, highly confident in, this, in these two guys, and I'm, you know, really excited to have them and then to move forward, you know, move forward with them. I don't know what, if you asked a second question. I can't remember what it was. Well, uh, no, that that's a great answer. I just you also referred to it, I think, on the in one of the Panthers.com uh, interviews as, as sort of a three-way marriage uh, in between you, Matt, and Scott. And I just wondered how collaborative, how involved, you know, you plan to be and. Uh, you know, is it mostly a 30,000 foot view for you or, you know, would you be involved in, for instance, the quarterback decision? Look, I get, I get really at this point, now that I've had more experience, I get really, um, it, what's really important to me or pro, the, that the process that we go through is right. Okay. That we do the right analysis and research and background checking and we're thorough on that. It's not just gut fills and we do double checking. So I think that um, I'm more um, interested in that when we have the right processes, uh, if you want to call it call it that, the right analytical processes. When I say analytical, I don't mean an analytics. I mean just you know research, doing the right background research and having the right tools to do that, and the right processes when we're making some of these decisions than the decisions themselves. Listen, I'll never be close to the evaluator that you know. Um, uh, Scott is or Matt Rowe is for that matter uh, and I don't and you know I don't I won't try to be that but as I am somebody who has some idea of how things should be run and that's where I think my greatest strength will be and we'll all get involved in. Thank you. We'll go now to Jonathan Alexander of the Charlotte Observer. Hey Scott I hope you're doing well. Um, I think I saw uh, in one of the interviews that you wanted to take an aggressive approach to this roster. And I'm curious what that may look like um, if you, you know, have a vision for that. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of transactions. We're gonna look at a lot of people, bring a lot of people in the building, uh, churn the roster on the back end, and just really take a look at a lot of different people to see what's out there, what fits our team, and how we can build this going forward. You know, nothing's gonna be status quo. It's all about building and moving forward. All right, let's go to Brett Jensen, WBT. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, two quick questions, one for Scott and one for Dave. Uh, Scott, first with you, what is your definition of a franchise quarterback? What does that look like to you? Someone that, that can lift the players around them. Someone that gives you an opportunity to win when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter. Someone that just has the leadership qualities that when they walk in the building, they know that's the person in charge. And those are, those are the most important things. Then you get into the position uh, specifics, the processing, the, the you know decision-making, the intelligence, the arm strength, the accuracy, but really when it comes down to it, it's the leadership and being able to compete and win when the game's on the line. Thanks. And Dave, uh, I remember when you introduced Matt Rule at the press conference, you said once you and Steven left the house and you're walking to the driveway, that you immediately knew that's the guy that you wanted. Did you know that immediately with Scott or was there still some sifting through some people? No, um, listen, I think that when we had the first you know, look, I, I did, you know, talk to a lot of people and all these people. So this was like, like two weeks of my life, you know what I mean, with these people. It was a lot of people we talked to. We got a lot of information about a lot of different people um, and a lot of different teams, actually. So it was really good for the organization to pick some of that stuff up. In Scott's case, um, we, you know, the one I talked to, I talked to him on the phone. I talked to, you know, other people around him, including Schneider. Um, and we had that first interview. Um, we had that first Zoom interview, he was, you know, definitely strong enough to have him in for, you know, that he was strong enough and had some of the aspects that we were looking for, that he was somebody that should definitely have been in that final four uh, for us. Um, and by the way, there was a couple other folks that, you know, maybe kind of pulled themselves out of there for different reasons. So, which is kind of interesting, but, um, but Scott was uh, that, um, you know, was that strong that he was in that mix and for all the reasons I talked to you about before. All right, we'll go to Josh Klein from the Riot Report. Uh, hey, Scott, uh, welcome to Charlotte. Um, I wanted to ask you about your drafting philosophy in Seattle. Obviously, uh, there was a lot of trading down in the first round. Was that a franchise philosophy? Is that something you plan to bring to uh, Carolina? And then I know that you you indicated that you like to watch a lot of concerts on YouTube. Is that all Pearl Jam concerts, or do you like to do a, a mix of different bands? In terms of the concerts, we'll listen to just about everything, country, um, Pearl Jam, whatever it is. It, as long as it's a good concert, we'll watch it. Uh, as far as uh, uh, the draft philosophy, in Seattle, we've historically picked you know mid-20s, late-20s over the last 10 years. And if, when you look at the draft, when you build the board, there's a – there's a certain level of player that stops about 16, 17, or 18. So once we're picking at 25, we know we're not going to get those, what we consider players that are going to come in be impact players. We don't see a big difference between 25 and 40 at that point. So we can move back, acquire picks, and still get the same caliber of player that fits our team. This year it's going to be a little bit different. You know, I'm picking, we're picking at eight this year. And so we're in that mix of players. So that gives us the opportunity we can move up, we can move back. It gives us a lot of flexibility in the draft, and uh, it'll be a it'll be a new adventure and one that I'm looking forward to. But that's uh, really if if you're not in that top part of the draft, we're going to try to acquire picks. 
Next, let's go to Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports. Hey, Scott. Uh, thanks for doing this. And to Josh's uh, point, especially because it's been, what, 2012 since you had a pick in the top 15 or so. What are the clear separators for you when it comes to those blue chip type players in the top 10, top 15? The guys that can come in and immediately start for you, make an impact, whether it's a defensive line, left tackle. Those are players that you see coming in, contributing year one. Those are franchise players that you can build on going forward. And uh, those, that's that ledge that I talk about that usually stops somewhere between 16 or 18. All right, let's go to Nick Carboni of WCNC. Hey, Scott. Um, you've had, a, I guess, a 3,000-mile view of this franchise for the last 20 years or so. What have you seen from the Carolina Panthers, and, and what do you want to bring here that, that maybe they haven't had before? What I've, what I've seen this year on tape is a team that really competes hard, plays hard, is physical. Uh, you can see Coach Rule's identity in this team. You know, we played here uh, a few years ago in a playoff game, uh, and I was on the trip, and I stood on the sideline. And you, you could feel the fan base. You could feel the energy of the team. Um, they've always had a lot of talent here, a lot of success. I'm just looking forward to be a part of this and build this going forward so we can have a consistent championship caliber team. Next, we'll hear from Mike Solarte of Spectrum News. Thanks very much. Scott, congratulations. Welcome to Carolina. You talked about uh, analytics and, and draft philosophy. One of your predecessors, who shall remain nameless, uh, was a big believer in drafting offensive linemen, the guys in the trenches. Where do you stack up your philosophies and things that you may have learned uh, from, uh, from, Seattle, from your time in Seattle and how you'll apply that in terms of building the roster overall? Sure, sure. Uh, Definitely, it starts with the quarterback, but I believe in building a team on both sides of the line, the offensive line, defensive line. You have to be able to protect the quarterback, and you have to be able to get after the quarterback. So uh, in this situation, those are, uh, those are all things that uh, we're going to look at. But uh, at my core, quarterback, offensive line, defensive line is where it's going to start. All right, let's go to Ashley Mahoney of the Charlotte Post. Scott, appreciate your time today. Just making sure that everyone You must be good. All right. But Scott, you spoke to the difficulty of being able to get a feel for people over Zoom during this conversation. And obviously, this is a, uh, an example of that in this virtual world that we seem to be uh, stuck in for a little bit while longer. But as the process of getting to know players continues, what have you learned throughout the, the 2020 season that will make this more feasible heading forward in, in 2021 in terms of connecting with players and going through this hiring process? Yeah, you know, um, I think our coaching staff did a great job connecting with the players uh, up there in Seattle over Zoom throughout the spring and summer, and it's kind of the new normal for right now. I just look forward to, you know, when the players walk in the building here, and whether they're in the weight room, uh, in the meeting rooms, wherever, walking around and meeting them. I think that you have to know who a person is and what they believe in and how they, uh, what their competitive makeup is in order to know if they want to be, if they're the right fit for this team. You know, everyone can see the, the physical skill set on tape, but it really comes down to who is the right person for our organization. And so I look forward to meeting all the players and figuring that out. JB Ricks from Spectrum News is next. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, this question is for our new general manager, Scotty. Scotty, thank you uh, so much for taking out this time and welcome to Carolina. Uh, my question goes back to your time in Seattle 
how that relationship with Pete Carroll can be applied with the relationship that you're going to build with uh, Matt Rule and, and, and what are the main positives you see in the chemistry you and Rule will be able to build? Sure. You know, there are a lot of similarities that, that are taking place. Uh, Coach Carroll was hired first in Seattle. He was involved in the process of hiring uh, John, of John Schneider at that point. Watching them work together, you know, Pete was in charge early on, you know, but watching them work together, collaborate, the trust that was built, uh, the fact there was no ego involved, uh, and just the way they challenged each other and had a conversation, those two, without really knowing each other prior to, developed a really deep relationship with each other. And, and to this day, they really rely on each other. And that's what I look forward to with Coach Rule. It's a, it's a very similar situation. Uh, it takes two people with no egos and really just wanting to do what's best for the organization. And uh, I'm blessed to have a, a firsthand look at that over the last 10 years. And I look forward to uh, doing that here in, in uh, Carolina. All right, we're going to do two more questions. We're going to try to go back to Elena Getzenberg. She's on a new device. Elena? Can you hear me? Is it working? Absolutely. Yes. Great. I'm so sorry about all that, um, Scott. A uh, couple questions for you. First, um, what do you think is your biggest challenge like coming into this job? What do you feel like is the biggest obstacle that you have to overcome? And then do you plan on bringing anyone from Seattle with you? Is there any changes you see to the personnel department? Well, the biggest challenge is just coming in, getting to know the people. Um, you know, walking down, I've met, I don't know, 100 people already, it seems like, and shaking hands and just kind of putting the names with the faces. And, uh, and then, really, I just want to get down and get to know the people, see how they work, how they evaluate. You know, you know people from the road. I know a lot of the scouts from the road, a lot of the personnel guys. But until you're in a building with them or in a room with them evaluating players, you really don't know how they talk, how they think, how they look at players. So... Really, the first step is getting to know our own staff. And then um, in terms of other things, everybody else is under contract. I want to know who's here. I think we should try to develop the people that are here and uh, work with the people we know. All right, final question from Joe Person of The Athletic. Hey, Scott, um, you, you were talking about being in on every deal and, and trying to get to know the roster a, a little bit better before that. Have you had any communications yet with some of the sort of core leaders on this team, thinking about McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, guys along those lines? And I wondered if uh, you could give us your assessment of Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Again, I'm not going to talk about any player specifics. Uh, I did uh, have a phone conversation with Jeremy Chin. Uh, we have a friend that's his agent. Uh, he reached out and we had a uh, really good conversation. I look forward to talking to the other players that are here, uh, getting to know them. I'll, I'll reach out to Christian and some of the other leaders on this team. But uh, as of right now, it's just all so new and so much is going on that uh, I'm just trying to get settled. And I just want to get back to the football part of it. It's been so much HR and media. And uh, I look forward to getting down to Mobile and uh, just getting back to football. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us. Thank you to David Tepper. And a special thank you to Scott Fitterer. And welcome to Carolina. And, you know, personally, character-wise, I think that's the first place I'll always start. You know, um, he's a high character. Guy. He's someone that uh, people um, like working with. Obviously, you know, 
knows evaluation, has done it for a long time, but also understood, you know, what we're trying to do, I think, is really integrate uh, the building. You know, we want to have sort of a you know, mentality that everyone's in it together. We're all working together, very collaborative, very transparent. I think that's the structure they have um, in Seattle, and I think it was a perfect recipe for us. So someone that could come in and touch the coaching staff, touch the personnel department, touch analytics, sports science, player wellness uh, to the business side, um, and do it really well. So he um, thought he did a great job in the interview process. I was happy when Mr. Tepper decided to hire him. Let's go to Steve Reed for the next question. Hey, Matt, hope you're doing well. So, I mean, obviously everything's collaborative when you're, when you're working together. I mean, the way you understand that is, is like when it comes down to a decision, I mean, does, does he have the final say in the, in the, the personnel moves? You have the final say in the, in the roster, you know, decisions on game days and things like do, do you Can you kind of break that down, what you understand your different roles there? Did they not talk about that in the press conference? They didn't say that? They did. I just wonder what you're oh. – Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think – I mean, I think in terms of on the contract, a lot of those things probably, you know, rest with me. Um, but that's not something I'm real interested in, as I've told you guys from the very beginning. I think it's um, I think it's kind of a formality. Um, you know, Scott's here to Scott's here to run the personnel. He's here to build the roster. He's here to establish the draft process. I think, um, yeah. So I think some things maybe are you know kind of written down you know contractually. But um, you know, I had that experience this past year. Um, I think we're going to work really collaboratively and work together. Let's go to Scott Fowler. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good, Scott. How are you? Good. Um, you've been on both sides of these very exhaustive interviews now. I guess, you know, it was a year ago that you were going through what Scott went through. And now that you're on, you know, this side of it, and um, I wondered if you could describe a little bit how David Tepper is in those interviews as a – I assume you did some of these at least together, and I'm just interested in how, you know, his questioning, Scott described it on his call as, you know, it was very uh, challenging, I guess is the word he used. So um, how, how did that go? Yeah, so, you know, I think we did like 15 Zoom calls, 14 or 15 Zoom calls. Um, if that, in fact, at one point I had someone say to me, someone in the business say, you know, hey, and I know a lot of people are kind of making fun of you guys for doing that. But, you know, I, I thought it was brilliant. I'll be honest with you, Scott. I thought like, like for a first year NFL head coach, for a, you know, third year NFL owner to be able to talk to 15 people, two in-house and then 13 other organizations about how they do everything. I mean, I would have paid for it, you know? So obviously we weren't, we weren't just mining it, but we were listening to all these people talk about how they do things and it really shines a light on what we're doing and what we're not doing. So I thought it was a really exhaustive search. And I think that needs to be said about, you know, cause you're asking about Mr. Tepper. I think that needs to be said, you know, his stamina for this is impressive. Um, you know, I think he, the questions I would say is just date. Mr. Tepper is really direct, you know, and he asked direct questions. Um, but he asked them about like really serious topics as we kind of went through this, as we learned more, you know, as we went, as, as we looked at our own organization, that's just kind of set the, the framework of, Hey, how are we going to, how are we going to handle this moving forward? How are we going to handle that moving forward? And then as we, you know, kind of got into more and more interviews, as other things came up, we could address that with other people. So I thought, I thought Mr. Tepper was an elite part of the um, process. And I'd say it because 
you know, um, while he's not a football coach or a football evaluator, like he does, he, he makes decisions day in and day out in his business. And the one thing he always says to me is, I don't care if we, I don't want to make mistakes, but if we make mistakes, we, we're going to make them in football, but we have to have the right processes, the right decision-making. And so um, I think that was a big part of this process was, hey, how are you going to make decisions? How did you make this decision? How will you make this decision? Um, so I think we did the 14 or 15 virtually, then we brought uh, four people in, met with four people in person. Um, not There were probably countless other phone calls and questions, none of that, but those are the official things. I thought he was... Uh, thought he was really, really, really um, a big, you know, helpful. Let's go to David Newton for the next question. Hey, Matt, good to see you. Um, what did you learn about other organizations in that process that, that can be helpful you'd like to maybe use with your own? I have two uh, questions, by the way. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, just a ton of things. How, how, some, how some organizations, like, you know, people always talk about analytics, right? Some organizations are they're intertwined and streamlined. Some organizations, they're, they're not used, you know, and some, some organizations, you know, how everyone works together, somehow they're very hierarchical, you know, so um, how, you know, just the amount of people you have working in your personnel department, you know, how some organizations are growing their scouts up, you know, from, from young assistants all the way up through. Um, boy, I mean, there's so many things, honestly, and not everything will apply to us, but it was really good just to kind of hear, you know, how people make, decisions about, you know, uh, you know, philosophically, do you believe in, it was pretty standard. You pretty much heard everyone say, Hey, I believe in building the offense, you know, the quarterback offensive line, defensive line, quarterback offensive line, defensive line. I don't know if we heard someone who said something else other than that, but just, you know, the hows I think are always important. So, um, but a lot of those kind of things, just, uh, you know, just even structure, how would you organize this? What's your grading scale? Um, you know, cause really at the end of the day, you know, Scott's coming in and he's installing, right? He's not coming in and saying, hey, how do you guys want to do this? He's not, you know, he's coming in and installing a system. And so, you know, the, the questions were really about, hey, what's the system going to look like? And then it felt like the right one for us, and he certainly felt like the, felt like the right person for us. And the se second question is one of the things you probably learned about Seattle, maybe not, was they want to be in and on every deal. Um, I think that's what they, they kind of did during the years that uh, Scott was there. And he mentioned that again today regarding, you know, what's going to do moving forward. Certain quarterback you guys have been connected to, maybe if it becomes available in uh, Houston. Um, are you wanting to be in and on every deal like that? And is, and is quarterback even part of that as well? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to comment on that, that you know, any, any specific player. Um, I think when I took the job here, I think, um, you know, our original plan here was to be much like Seattle was in the first couple of years where they, they just kept bringing people in on the bottom at half of the roster. And a lot of – that's a very personnel-driven model. Most coaches don't like to do that. Most coaches don't like coaching someone for three weeks and then he's gone and another player's in there. I think, uh, you know, we were amongst the highest this year in terms of, of, of roster moves. And it's because, you know, I, I said, hey, this is, I think this is the way we should go about doing this, um, along with Marty. So I think, um, I think we'll continue to have that approach. You know, what, what does it mean to be in on every deal? They, those are Scott's words. I don't know exactly what he means um, in terms of that. I would just say that, um, you know, each and every day we have to try to find a way to get better football-wise, but also improve the roster. And I think that's looking at anything and everything from the CFL to the Arena League to, you know, who, who, who we're going to draft at eight whether we move up or move back or stay there. So I think it's just that mindset of never being, again, a lot of coaches, they, they don't like the roster to change. They like to know what they have. And 
I think we're going to continue to try to churn. And now we'll go to Joe Person for the next question. Hey, Matt, uh, among the other things Scott mentioned was his the, the philosophy in Seattle on trading back being that after about 16 to 18, it's kind of the, what he called the ledge of top-tier talent. And then from 25 to 40, he, they felt well out there that that was pretty – guys were all in that same group. So trading back became pretty um, – uh, appealing to them does that mesh with um with your feeling as well yeah i think one of the things that um joe that we looked at you know over the last like five, five to seven years i can't remember the exact number was we're like 30th or 31st in terms of most picks and so obviously you know it's like anything else in life the more players you draft <laughs> the, the more rate you're going to hit on and so um you know we went into last year's draft hoping to acquire picks um, you know, I think we went in with eight because we had traded Kyle Allen for that fifth and used that fifth to go get Chin, which to me is a great move. But, um, to, you know, I think the way you look at it is you see where you're sitting, you see, you know, who's there, you see if there's someone you're really convicted on, you see how many people else are there, then you see how, how far you're willing to move back. That being said, I think the best thing we can do is always look at all of our options. If we're convicted on someone, stay where we are, move up. But if there's an opportunity to move back and still get someone we really want, um, you know, when Scott talked about that, that, that made a ton of sense. And I think it's something that I would, you know, I would be in agreement with. I just think everyone, every decision kind of won't be in a vacuum. It'll just be, Hey, you know, what's right on this one. What's right on this one. What's right on this one. And, um, that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted to have someone come in, you know, personnel wise who, who has experience with all that, who's been through all these things, who can pick up the phone and talk to every general manager and, you know, really have a lay of the land. So I think that's, I think Scott uh, really, you know, checks the boxes on those things. And Matt, also in terms of staff, does it look like at this point now you're going to retain Joe Brady and then are you able to say anything about your, your hire? Yeah, I don't know that those hires are official. Um, I don't know if Bruce is on here. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything. I, I am here. No, I am here and not official yet, so we can't comment on them yet. Sorry about that. I'll just say this, uh, Joe, you know, as, as, as we went to, you know, any moves that were made, and I was really happy for, let me just say this. I was really happy for Jake Peets, really happy for DJ Mangus, really happy for Marcus Satterfield. Those are guys I wanted back. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to be the type of person that prevents someone from having a chance to go take care of their family and also have a chance to call plays in the SEC is a big deal. You know, Satterfield's like my, my, one of my right-hand guys, you know, and um, but a chance to call plays in the SEC. He's going to do a great job. And so will Jake. But that being said, as we've looked to uh, as we've looked to replace those guys, we've looked for people that um, um, are experts at their position. You know that 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 we feel like can continue to add to the football. So uh, hopefully, from a quarterback coach and an assistant offensive line coach, we'll, we'll, I think we found that. So when those are official, I'd be happy to come Brady. I, I yeah, I mean I you never know in this business, right? But um, you know I know I know Joe's been working full steam ahead, getting ready for next week, getting ready for the Senior Bowl and making sure all the scripts are done. So, you know, one, one great thing about Joe is um, he's going to be – he every year that he coaches, I think he's he's just so smart and such a good person. He'll get better and better and better at what he does. And so I'm excited to have a chance to have him back next year. I think um, no one can ever understand how hard that was for Joe last year trying to install a system for the first time over Zoom with new coaches and new – not like he came in with his own coaches, right? New coaches and new players. So I really look forward to this year 
um, seeing, uh, seeing, you know, what Joe started to build really take, you know, to bear fruit. So um, if, if it works out, I'm really excited to have that. Now let's go to Josh Klein for the next question, followed by Elena Getzenberg. Hey, Matt. Um, uh, Scott talked a little bit about um, being excited to kind of be done with the HR and the media part and, and get into football. Uh, next week, you guys go to the Senior Bowl. Are, are, are you excited to kind of stand next to him on the sideline or six feet apart from him or whatever and, and look at guys and, uh, and actually get to talk football and see exactly how your – it seems like your philosophies mesh, but maybe your specific football uh, philosophies mesh. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great question, Josh. And I think I think it's a it's the perfect timing because because we're coaching the game. Like we'll we'll probably meet every night. I don't know five, six, seven. Maybe even if we have to meet at midnight, and you know our scouts and our coaches will get in a room and we'll watch the practice. And um, not very often do you have a chance to get coaches and scouts together and sit there and watch tape and have the coaches talk about, hey, I, I like this, I don't like that, because that's really all this is, I mean, Scott Fitter wants to bring us players that we can coach. At the same time, you know, he also wants to, I'm assuming he's going to want to challenge us, you know, like, hey, I think this guy's better than this guy. This guy. So what a great chance for us to sit there with Scott, with Jeff Morrow, with Jeff Bether, with all the guys in our personnel department, watch the tape, go through the players, and really just kind of, it's great for me sometimes just to hear what Pat Meyer is looking for in a guard. You know, like, I know what I like, but Hey Pat, you, you know, let's talk about this. And I, so I think I think it's it's timed out really well. Um, we really wanted to do the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, we we worked hard to get the game. I, I know there's you know to make sure that the game you know we wanted the game to happen and for our coaches to have a chance to coach it. I think it's gonna be really valuable for us. Hey Matt, um, a couple questions. First, I was just curious during the process, all these GM interviews, all of that. Was there anything some that surprised you that maybe you weren't expecting from the process that you kind of like took away from it? Um, it's a great question. I don't. Um, it's such a unique thing, right? Because um, this is someone you're working like hand in hand with. You know, like the future of the football is gonna. <laughs> is determined by this relationship, um, this marriage, you know, as Mr. Tepper calls it. And um, you're kind of doing it over Zoom, you know, so it's, it was real, that part of it was unique. I think the fact that we got to bring Scott in in person really kind of helped, you know, uh, me. Um, but I just think, you know, there's a lot of really bright minds and a lot of really great candidates out there. And it's really interesting to see how many different teams are doing things, you know, some teams are doing things one way, some teams are doing it a completely other way. And so, um, I just think it puts into perspective that like, you know what, just let's not copy anybody else. Let's, let's find the right way to do things ourselves. Let's, let's do it the Panthers way. And um, I think Scott's bought into that. I'm bought in that. And obviously Mr. Tepper's, you know, leading that. So I think, uh, I think that would be the one thing maybe that can't came away with. And then I was curious, you know, when you talked to us about what you were looking for in a GM, you used, I mean, Tep, Dave's used this, everyone's used the word collaborative a lot. But I was curious, now that Scott's in place, what does that look like? Like, how does building that relationship look? What are the next steps for you and Scott? Yeah, I, I want someone that I can argue with. You know, I want someone that I can, you know, disagree with. Like, I want someone that's going to come into me and say, like, why aren't we playing so-and-so at that, 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 you know, free safety or why aren't we, you know, and I want someone I can say, well, why are we, why aren't we, you know, like that's, that's to make this work. It's, you've got to have like real like conversations, you know, collaborative doesn't mean like, Hey, you do your thing and I'll do mine. It means that we, you know, that we run into it together. And so, um, 
you know, and that's unique with someone you don't have a relationship with. But I just think, you know, just hearing where Scott's from, you know, the, the Pete Carroll, the John Schneider, the, you know, kind of all the way back to Ron Wolf, the way they work together so much, um, just, just knowing who he is from talking to other people that have worked with him and for him. You know, I had a unique perspective, Elena, that as a college coach for seven years, I had different teams coming in. I had different scouts coming in, different people coming in. Um, the, you know, one of the, one of the directors in, in Seattle was like my favorite guy. So he's one of the first guys I called like, Hey, give me the truth now. And, um, but that's what collaborative means. It means to me that like, I don't have the time to do this and he doesn't have the time to coach the team, but we need to push each other, work together and have, you know, we have to be the closest of close to make this thing uh, be great. And then just to follow up on that, what, where do you go from here? Like, what, what's next? Do you guys sit down, look over the roster? Like, what are, like, the physical – I know the senior bowls come yeah. out, but, like, do you need to sit down with him and go over things? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so the coaches, the coaches and, and, and the pro scouts, everyone wrote up the roster really well, um, you know, even before he was hired. So I know he can take that book and go um, get started on that. I think, you know, we'll, we'll meet next week, and I think we have to really dive into the – dive into the senior bowl while at the same time probably still having some conversations then when we get back you know you start to look at our team's free agency other teams free agency um, our contract situation the salary cap you know uh, all those different things you know and and really I know Scott will kind of set a schedule but um, I think next week is going to be a great time for us just to kind of have a chance to sit down and just get on the same page just even in terms of hey what's next Guys, looks like we have a few left. So let's go to Josh Graham, followed by Jonathan Alexander, and then finish with Nick Carboni. Two quick things, uh, Coach. Um, the understanding we had, at least on the outside, is that he interviewed, after you guys had already interviewed 10 or 11 candidates, Scott, last Monday. And then really quickly, you guys got a sense, this is somebody we need to talk to again. What, how quickly did you know yeah, this is somebody we're vibing with. This is somebody that we need to talk to and seriously consider. Um, and, you know, and I, I don't want to, I don't want that, you know, I think it was just a process. We kind of had the first couple names. We kind of got started as we kept, you know, Mr. Teppel was really researching this and talking to people and getting more names. So that's why we kept just, hey, it's worth talking to him. It's worth talking to him. Um, you know, uh, we, we saw an interview with Scott from the NFL that they had done, and then we, um, talk to him on the zoom and, and I could tell within about probably five or 10 minutes that he was someone that was going to be really, really, you know, fight, you know, really, really alive in the search. You know, I could tell he kind of checked the boxes that Mr. Tepper was looking for um, in terms of his, you know, his breadth of knowledge, you know, understanding, you know, the salary cap, understanding the business side, understanding analytics, understand, you know, he just kind of understood all the things that, you know, we want to be. So, it became pretty clear. And there were some other really strong candidates. So it just kind of became clear, Hey, let's move on to the next phase, which is in person and get people here and, and just, you know, see, see who we best connect with. And I'm sure um, you already have done a lot of homework on the roster. You're going to be coaching next week. I'm sure you watched the national championship game as well. What was your reaction to learning that Mac Jones had accepted an invitation to the senior bowl and you're going to be coaching them? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Fired up. I mean, um, you know, it's funny. I've, I have such unique relationships with the senior bowl players. Like there's two kids I recruited to Temple are, are playing in the game. Mac Jones, I, I actually called Mac when he was committed to Alabama. I think, you know, they had two quarterbacks committed and tried to convince him to come to Baylor. And he said, thanks, but no thanks. So um, I'm excited to have a chance to work with uh, uh, all those guys, you know, and um, um, 
it was, you know, I really enjoyed the experience last year. And it's, it's a game that I've been to in the past as a college coach, just to see some of my guys in. So now to have a chance to coach it, I think it'll give all of us, you know, to me, it's, it's an opportunity for us to really do three things. It's an opportunity for us to get some information to help us in the scouting process. It's a chance for us to work with those players and help them improve their own scouting process, which I think is important. And then for our staff and personnel staff, it's a chance for us to go improve on our craft, what we do coaching and evaluating. So it's a, it's a great week. Hey, Matt, um, I get, the NFL combines look a lot different, you know, in-person workouts. Uh, I'm wondering from your perspective, where do you think um, it may hurt coaching staffs around the league um, and teams when evaluating players? Where do you think it may hurt most? Not having the, not having the combine? Yes. I think um, I think probably that – you know, and I don't know what will be in its stead. I don't know what the alternative is going to be. I mean, to me, it's probably um, it's probably just uh, you know the in-person interview part. I know I know we'll be able to do some things over Zoom and all that, but all of us know, right? Like, you know, getting in, getting around someone, talking to them uh, is really really important. I think that was the most important part of the combine to me was was not just the interviews you actually get, the formal interviews, but informal interviews, grabbing guys, talking to guys. You know, I got in the elevator with a couple of players who were drafted real high last year. You know, just just seeing you know, how they treat people, how they do things, right? Like uh, I knew from the first time I ever, and this was at the senior bowl, I, I met with Derek Brown. I knew that he was someone I'd love to coach. And so I think this, I think that's a really key part of the process that that personal part that, you know, we're maybe not getting. Let's go to Nick Carboni for the final question. Hey Matt, Scott obviously has, you know, a background of doing a lot of different things there in Seattle, especially the last handful of years. What are you kind of most looking forward to him helping you with as he gets started here right away that, that maybe, you know, you weren't used to or, or didn't feel like you were able to do a thorough, thorough enough job on last year that, that he brings right away? Um, I mean, I think it's, it's, the, it's the pieces of this that, that like, are not, are not anything that I, you know, uh, am versed in, right? I think it's the, the value you put on players, right? You know, uh, this is a very economic league. You know, everyone thinks, everyone thinks this is like, I mean, it's not, I mean, and I'm a coach and I, I thought I would know this better, but it's, it's not Madden, right? You don't get to just, you know, get all players with 98s, right? Like you have to, you have to pay for the roster the way you want it. So it's all about finances to me. And it's all about values you put on players. And so like, even as we enter our own players free agency, you know, we have lots of good players we'd love to have back. So I think having someone uh, like Scott, uh, along with Samir, who's in the office to, to not, to come up with a long-term strategy of, Hey, we can do this. We can do this, you know, as we keep our own players, I think that's really, really vital. And that's not something, you know, that's not something I'm involved in and, but I'm something that I'm counting on those guys, you know, to you know, have great, great, a great plan and great strategy. So those are the things I think that most vitally, what do we have with our players and what we have moving forward. So. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We appreciate everyone joining coach. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Preston.